Not the bad poetry. Get in here and listen to my latest work. No. There are so many little-known fairy tales, folklore stories, and chapters of history to explore in this world. So much of it is wackadoo, unbelievable, disturbing, enthralling, mind-bending, and just plain weird. When I find these stories, they get stuck in my head, and I absolutely have to share them with someone. Usually I inflict these tales on my husband Dan, along with our chocolate lab Lily and cat Collins, but I thought, why not share these with you? I'm Gina Wagner. Welcome to Tail Wagging, a gleeful retelling of little-known fairy tales, folklore, history, and more. ready to hear a story? I'm really ready to hear a story. This is our first real story. Boom, boom, boom. I mean, like, this happened in real life. Oh, you mean the others didn't happen in real life? Um, well, maybe they were based on something, but I have a lot of questions about some of the stories, if they were. <laughs> yeah, so you're telling me that everything I'm about to hear happened. Everything you're about to hear happened. To people like you and me. To just like us. In the world with our laws of physics and reality and stuff. Exactly. Okay. The title of the story is The Princess Who Swallowed a Glass Piano. Wow. Um, <laughs> I, I already have questions, but go ahead. You didn't see that one coming, did you? Didn't see it coming. All right, this is the story of Princess Alexandra Amalia of Bavaria. She is from the House of Wittelsbach, which ruled Bavaria for 700 years until the early 20th century. She was the eighth of nine children. She was appointed abbess of the Royal Chapter for Ladies of St. Anne in Munich and Würzburg. She was super duper smart, like seriously intelligent. Everything I read says talked about how smart she is. But she's also a little OCD. She's hyper-focused on cleanliness, and she would only wear white clothes. And then, at age 23, something kind of unusual happened. She was seen acting kind of weird. Uh, people saw her walking sideways through doorways and the labyrinthian hallways, tiptoeing and carefully turning her body so that nothing could touch her. And when asked by her family what she was doing, the princess explained she had just discovered something remarkable. As a child, she had swallowed a full-size grand piano made entirely of glass. It was now inside her, wholly intact, and would shatter if faced with any sudden movement. This was something she 100% believed. Okay, because I was going to use that as my next excuse not to help some in-law move. <laughs> but I get it. You got to commit. You got to commit. They've got to mm -hmm. see me unable to like go through doorways properly. Yeah, you really have okay. to commit if you don't want to help carry anything heavy. All right. All right. 
But this was a for serious, like for serious, serious thing. I, everywhere I researched in the late middle ages, like 15th to 17th centuries, glass delusion was a thing. She wasn't even the only one. There were multiple people throughout history who were freaking out that they were in part or entirely made of glass and were likely to shatter into pieces. Like, and most of the people who suffered from this were like actually rich or learned people, like well-to-do. And it was considered to be a, a melancholy for scholars. I guess they were just thinking really big thoughts <laughs> and had to come up with something. Like there were so many stories of people who believed they had fully turned into a lamp or a vase or a jar. And besides the fear of being broken, sometimes they also had a fear of direct sunlight. And there are still isolated cases of glass delusion today, but it is really rare. Okay, so you're telling me that people become convinced that some part of them is glass, there's glass inside them, or they are made of glass, and that is why they can't do anything hard. Or difficult and that if they're it come particularly for well-to-do's because who's mm -hmm. going to do everything for them if they don't pay them maybe i i'm really not sure but it did happen to be like this like socioeconomic group of people no, who were affected this really is a good way to get out of whatever you've been invited to this weekend made a glass gotta avoid direct sunlight might shatter like you that. understand just don't wanna. <laughs> you uh, understand. <laughs> <laughs> and in, in researching the princess's story, I came across another story that every story references, and that is one of the first recorded patients who was King Charles VI, who reigned from 1380 when he was uh, ascending the throne at age 11 until he died at, in 1422. He was handsome and fair and charismatic and he had spearheaded reform efforts after taking over from his corrupt regents. He worked on streamlining the royal bureaucracy and surrounding himself with enlightened advisors. And these actions led him to be nicknamed Charles the Beloved. But then in 1392, he suffered a psychotic break, believed to be his first manifestation of schizophrenia, which would lead to sporadic violent episodes and periods of inertia and confusion for the rest of his life. And then he was known as Charles the Mad. And he had spells where he believed his body was entirely made of glass. To keep himself from shattering, he would stay motionless for hours. He would wrap himself in piles of thick blankets. When he did have to move, he would do so in a special garment, which included iron ribs to protect his glass organs. Sounds good. Sounds cozy. I imagine he stayed warm in the winter. Yeah, and he's just like one of the more famous examples. Uh, another one I found was two big deal 16th century doctors told stories of an unnamed royal who believed he wasn't even human, he was a glass vase. Like two different people said like, yeah, he, he, he's, he's a vase. Um, the vase? <laughs> he's a vase. He's a vase. I don't know if he Not was holding... Not a glass vase. A, a vase. Vase. Yeah, I don't know if he put flowers in his mouth or anything, but... Uh, he was a vase. Can you imagine cosplaying as a vase every day? With <laughs> different flowers sticking out of your head? Uh, like, I must be watered. Um, the, the royal spent a lot of his time lying on a bed of straw to protect himself. 
And fed up, the man's doctor ordered that his bed of straw be set on fire and that the door to the man's room be locked. And when the man began to beat on the door begging for help, the doctor's like, oh, why aren't you shattering despite all these violent movements you're doing right now? And um, I guess it worked because the guy eventually said like, open, I am begging you, my dearest friends and servants. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't think I'm a glass vase, but maybe just the most miserable of all men, especially if you let this fire put an end to my life, which is like, really super sad, but, um, that's some extreme, uh, doctoring right there. <laughs> there. Yeah, we should incorporate that more into our healthcare system. Trap them in a burning room until they admit they have the problem. Yeah, that, that's one way to force it out of somebody. Mm-hmm. Or um, trauma. There's even recorded stories throughout the Middle Ages and into the 17th century of people who thought they had glass hearts, feet, and heads. Um, some thought they were glass flasks. Um, you know what you got there? Uh, glass jaw. Glass jaw. <laughs> glass jaw. Got hit in the jaw. Glass Can't jaw. Can't take it. Glass jaw. Another case of glass jaw over just, here. This is part of my glass face. East glass Coast jaw. knows about a glass jaw condition. <laughs> when you take a hit, you don't get back up. It's because you got a glass jaw. Um, men seem to have a certain uh, predilection for the glass buttocks, which would shatter <laughs> if they sat down without a pillow strapped to their behinds. Mm. There was a dude who thought he had a glass rear end, and this is another like school doctor. This doctor decided to beat the delusion out of him in hopes he would realize his butt being sore meant it couldn't be glass. So he spanked him. It, and was, it was a vicious spanking. A vicious spank. Spanked that glass ass. We had a spanking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he spanked it. Uh, this was the only method of treatment that people could think of back then. And they didn't think reasoning with them would work. So they'd try entering into the delusion with them and then shock them out of it by proving them wrong. Uh, back to the princess, uh, she had often been seen as high-strung and maybe even OCD before the piano idea became to be, and it could have started because of a highly stressful time in her life. Her father, who was King Ludwig I, had affairs and wrote bad poetry. Um, I mean, that alone was, was just That's a traumatizing. Break wait, waiting to happen. Not the bad poetry. Get in here and listen to my latest work. No, get in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the king became involved in a scandal with actress and dancer Lola Montez. It is said when they first met, he asked her in public if her bosom was real, and her response was to tear off her garments to prove it was. She's a classy lady. Uh, Lola used her influence on the king, which made her unpopular with the local population. That she loved his poetry. <laughs> Just more. Ate it up. More, more poetry. Um, she was so unliked by the people that a mob later burned down her house. Haters. They're jelly. Yeah, they're jealous of that. All these jelly haters. That bosom must have been good. (laughs) Nowadays, she'd be like, have a lot of mean posters on her Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the king had bestowed titles and fortunes upon his mistress, and there were revolutions in 1848, and the king had to abdicate his throne in favor of his son, Maximilian. And it wasn't long after all this that the belief in the piano manifested, even though she said she had swallowed it as a young child. I guess the modern psychologists speculate that people who um, have glass delusion are trying to express how how vulnerable, fragile, and exposed they felt in their public positions. 
it was a way of expressing sensitivity, maybe a desire to be left alone, or uh, as you described, avoiding social social functions, probably. Um, Got there. But it was held predominantly by men. More men had melancholia, uh, so her having it was actually unusual. But uh, some behavior she might exhibit would be she might ask for seats on either side of her at the dinner table to be empty or for someone to maybe take three steps away from her to give her space or to have doors open for her when she's leaving a room for safety. And she was really careful not to get bumped or jostled or come into contact with anything hard. And she'd ask for extra cushions before trying to sit And in 1850, she was treated in a mental institution at the edge of a black forest. She was one of his only children still living at home unmarried, and it was a pretty big family. She was engaged once to Napoleon Bonaparte's son, Lucian, but it was called uh, called off after they found out that he had been married before and divorced, because that just wasn't a good thing back then. Um, She lived a lot of her life in a convent in Munich, And then in 1852, she became a writer and published several books of stories, essays, and translations of plays for children, and died at a summer palace at age 49 in 1875. And her nephew is King Ludwig II, a.k.a. the Swan King, a.k.a. the Fairy Tale King, who built that beautiful fairy tale castle out of puzzle. Um, And interestingly, I learned that before Glass Delusion, there were people who believed they were made of earthenware. And that was the thing before glass. And and then later in the 19th century, there were people who thought they were made of concrete. And in modern day, everything relates to technology and people believe that there's like a microchip in their brain or there's a computer always monitoring them. And so that's, that's what they believe that the delusion has evolved into now. And that is the story of the princess who swallowed a glass piano. I don't know if she ever played music on it. I debate that the, t- the title doesn't seem factual. What do you mean? She believes it entirely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you say this all really happened and the title is The Princess Who Swallowed the Glass Piano, that, 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 that's, that's, a, right, that's a breaking right. point for me where now I also believe I too can be made of glass. I, okay. I need more space. Mm-hmm. I'm very fragile. Please move further away. I wouldn't want to shatter all of my insides upon you. You're so delicate. Yes. Now, excuse me. While being made of concrete, I go lift <laughs> these heavy things and try to get in bar fights. <laughs> all right. The new title is The Princess Who Believed She Swallowed a Glass Piano. No, it's catchy. Keep working on it. Glass Piano? <laughs> just just cut everything else glass sounds piano. like an art film sundance <laughs> glass take, piano take it to sundance all right thanks for listening to our story see you next time bye thank you for listening to tail wagging a gleeful retelling of little known fairy tales folklore history and more if you'd like to get in touch or send us a story you'd like to hear on the podcast you can find us on our Facebook page, Tail Wagging Podcast, or on Twitter, at Tail Wagging Pod. That's T-A-L-E-W-A-G-G-I-N-G-P-O-D. We'd really love it if you could take a moment to please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast anywhere you can. It really helps us get found on this new adventure. If you enjoyed this episode, 
share it with a friend, tweet about it on the interwebs, or send a raven. And if you are under an evil enchantment or have been turned into a creature of some kind, I can't promise listening to the next episode will transform you back, but it might. This is Tail Wagging. May all your dreams come true.